This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. He's more than just a companion. He's a friend. I take her to doctor appointments, but we do so much more. Without my senior companion, I wouldn't be able to get out of my house. You can help make independence a reality. Join Senior Corps Senior Companions at SeniorCorps.gov. This is ESPN Pittsburgh. Broadcasting live from the Fox Bet Studios. Make the call. Download the app today. WBGGAM Pittsburgh. Guys, I'm the I'm the court I'm the head coach of a one and four football team that's going on the road to play a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback with my third quarterback. You think I'm worried about anything this week other than that? You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, everybody. As we throw open the doors to the locker room, it's Wolf and Tunch on account of we're playing Colbert Rules again. Yeah. So we're switching around. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. But, but I the, always go Wolf and Touch. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'd, I'd say he's Wolf. But that's okay. Yeah. But the point is, that's Chilluch I never over say there. Touch and Wolf the show. I just say you're in a locker room. And, and he's Wolf. I'm sorry, uh, but we have to go full. to the tape. That's all right. That's all right. We don't need to argue. Kelly, coming right Kelly, out of the gate. Do you, do you, do, do you see that? I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Sad. thank you, Kellen, Kellen. Has he gone Tunch and Wolf? No, I haven't. No, yes, he I, I, no he's normally uh, he's Wolf on Tunch, right? Yeah, you know right. Yeah, Kellen, you're wolf. off the Christmas card yeah, list, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm Kellen, sorry. No, don't you know? Don't give him what he wants because he, he's a pouty. He, he's a pouty baby. I have heard you talk about a pouty baby. I, I, You've been sitting here the whole time, just like oh, I don't know. I'm tired. Uh, you know? uh, and you're well, tired. You're, you said you were tired too. I'm a little tired, but yeah. I was more fiery than you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, well, that, we're on, and you're not That's any more right. fiery. You know why we're a little tired? Because, because we, we had, had the light of life gala, gala last night, night, and it was it was ran, it not a record setter? Oh, three hundred sixteen thousand dollars was raised. That? Yeah, praise for, God. For light was of that life. like Amen. awesome? Amen. And uh, you know, uh, the mission has been uh, ministering to the North Side uh, since 1952. Uh, and they have just uh, done a wonderful work. I mean, those guys are my heroes. The guys that have worked there uh, for the uh, for over the years, uh, and uh, you know the transformation, the love of God you see, and you walk through those doors, and you. you Aren't the same. Ooh, somebody just lit up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you you you, you gave me a thing, a reason to light up. There you go. Indeed. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate everybody tuning in right now. Uh, you know, you heard Mike Tomlin right at the top, right here. Okay, what are you laughing at? Now? I'm I'm laughing because. I'm trying to do the show. I'm no, trying no, no. To be I'm in not. The la- biz. I'm not laughing okay? at you. I'm laughing at the question that was asked. Well, that's the point. Yeah. The point is this, and then this I was going to – because I got my question here. Right. Go, All right, because I'm trying to be away. professional about it. Oh, you're so professional. I'm just trying – you know, the man's trying to say – I'm just trying to say – let me get a question in here. Right, okay. okay? Fire away. And here's a question, all yeah. right? Well, it's not that great a question. But anyhow, you know the question had to be asked, right? You knew it. Yeah. Everybody knew. Matter of fact, we're waiting for the Thor Tolo Award winner. Yeah, yeah. Who was going to ask the question that shuts down the press conference? You know the question had to be asked, but you also knew the question before it was asked. The answer to the question is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I didn't realize the response that he was going to have that 
we're a one and four, I'm, a, I'm the head coach of a four and, uh, one and four football team, and we're going on to the West Coast to play a Hall of Fame quarterback with my third team quarterback. I thought he would say, I don't deal uh, in, hypotheticals. in hypotheticals. You know, that's what he did. But I thought it was a great point. And, um, you know, these rumors are flying that Daniel Snyder wants him, but. You know, I wouldn't ask that question. I, you know, you you knew what you you knew the response you were going to get. You weren't right. going to get a response as oh yeah, I'd love to go to Washington. <laughs> you weren't going to get that response, and you weren't going to get the response that say oh yeah, Daniel Snyder called me yesterday. He wanted to go out for tea. Uh, you weren't going to get that answer. Um, so, you know, why ask the question? Why ask the question? Exactly. But it's that's one why I that, laughed. I yeah, laughed. It's one guy, that has risen. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's just like. Yeah, you know that's out there. How does I wonder how those things get started and who actually? And we'll come back to that in, in a while. But think about it. Mike kind of revealed a little bit of what he's thinking, and, and the fact is, yeah, you're going out there with a third string quarterback right. to face a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback who just beat you last year. Now the interesting thing is immediately. And beat you here. Yes. And the precedence was set, though, also in 2015 with Mike Vick, who was then, I think, it was the third quarterback yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is, Mike Vick was Mike Vick. Yeah, right. right. But the point is. But he wasn't Mike Vick. He wasn't really Mike Vick. Yeah. But we also had the Wildcat back then also, because you remember Lev Bell scored on that. Right. Okay. Um, it's interesting because – even though the Steelers are what one and six or one and seven now under Tomlin going to the West Coast, uh-huh. I think it's one and seven. But I could be wrong. You know, I need a fact checker that sort of thing. Right. But the fact is, um, it does add to your, those kind of like little worries when you talk about how little success you've had going out west. Yeah, uh, you know, and 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 I don't know the reason uh, for the way they've played out West because it, it shouldn't be an issue because it's not like you're going East. Right. You're not playing Correct. at 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. You're playing at four o'clock yeah. and you're playing okay. at the, and you're playing uh, at uh, eight o'clock. You know, it, it, you, your, your schedule should not be th- that thrown off uh, because, you know, I think, you know, when we it's went out like there, you wake up grumpy, right, right, right. You right. Know, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, you know, but if he was to shake things up and go out there two days early, would that help? And I don't know the answer to this question. Right. Uh, would that help get it? You know, because if you wake up at two in the morning, I mean, if you're a five at a, if if you're a five o'clock a.m. Right. Uh, get up, rise guy, and shine. Yeah. Guy. You're, I'm awake at two o'clock in the morning yeah, on the West Coast. That's, that's, I'm like going, okay, what do I do I'm now? Yeah, what do I do now? You know, get the word, uh, pray, right, uh, right. and then, but but it's too and then early it's to walk. <laughs> I know, I know it. Um, the thing about it is, I wonder too. I think it, it's almost like worth it just to try it, right? You know what I mean? At yeah. some point, just to try. Didn't we go out with Bill Cower on a Friday night? Um, yeah, we went up Seattle. to San Francisco, San Francisco. I think it was Seattle. Well, actually. we did. I, I don't know. Um, I remember the Seattle trip because Seattle's as far away as you can get. Right. And so I just remember that we went. We went out early. We, um, I think we went out to San Francisco early too because we had all day to do the uh, uh, the Touch and Wolf 
uh, adventures with Tunch and Wolf. That, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. We doing went that. to we went we went to. Remember? But we, we had a whole day. Yeah, we had it all day, and uh, we we went to Alcatraz. We went. Oh, to, I remember yeah, that. Right, right. That was that made me walk across the Golden oh, Gate Bridge. Oh man, you you were complaining. Oh we my heavens! Want to walk anywhere? It was. Yeah. You know what? That was the bridge is too high. It's too big. What are you scared of the bridge for? What if they, they go down? Yeah, they you don't. never know. I mean, bridges can go down. Yeah, you keep going. What if there's an earthquake? What if there's an earthquake? Uh, what if hello, there's... we're in California. Yeah, it's so what, man. Yeah, it's yeah. so what. I yeah. mean, that's they. You know, I mean, those those uh, earthquakes are all the time in California, huh? Yeah. Sure, you're out there watching uh, the hey, World listen, Series. Listen. Those guys didn't like. Oh, hey, what's going on here? The, the Golden Gate Bridge just shook a little. It didn't. Nothing it just happened. Shook a yeah. little. The Bay Bridge. Well, that the upper deck collapsed and. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you, if you happen to be on the wrong bridge. Well, the Bay Bridge, you're not going to walk across it. The Bay Bridge is just you know to connect uh, Oakland to San Francisco. The Bay what Bridge. If, what if it was one shaking too many for the Golden Gate? You know, you just had that last shake, and then the next one could be. Yeah. So what? See. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, all I'm saying is I'm saying. As right? in, in Psalm 139, all my days were numbered before there was a one of them. So if that if that was true. What if the Lord numbered your Golden Gate days? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, anyways. anyways well, the, here, let, me, let me ask. First of all. Yeah. There's a lot of hysteria over, you know, Mike Tomlin and being mentioned as a, a, a candidate on the Washington Redskins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me. I, I think it's it's ridiculous to ask him in the middle of a season, like you're going to make a move now, you know, yeah. or like something's going to happen the, now. The Steelers do not make do not make knee jerk moves. They're they're no, no you know, and and all these guys that are saying, oh yeah, the, ask for a trade, trade for number one, you know, right. I, I I come on, um, that's not the way the Steelers do business. And uh, and I and and I really don't think. Uh, you, look, at, we're one and four because we're down to our third quarterback. Right. Uh, you know, Ben is hurt for and out for the year, and we could the Steelers could easily be four and one. They could be three and two, two and three, but they're four, one and four. Uh, so you've got a you you you're, you're you've got your third team quarterback, and you're going to play as hard as you can. And you're going to focus on on the preparation as hard as you can. I remember when uh, we were one and six or one and seven at the halfway point, and Chuck never lost the team. We never win. And we and we won three of our last four. I guess exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, but then we we bump kissed that by a zero and two start. Yeah, that's that. right. But then we went to the playoffs. <laughs> but then we went to the playoffs. I mean, I mean, you know, you, but the hysteria surrounding it to me is is ridiculous yeah. because. Again, you know, when and it was really revealing that Mike talked about the fact I'm down to my third quarterback. What we didn't realize then also we lost our backup running back, Jalen Samuels. Yeah, to school. You know, so the only thing I will say about that, I will quote, I will quote the the great James Harrison when he when he kiboshed uh, Josh Cribbs. He goes, "Well, there goes the wildcat." There goes the wildcat. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's essentially it. And the Wildcat was on the way out. Right, anyhow. right. But the fact is, that does kind of add to a little bit to the woes here because, of course, now you're going to have Benny Snell bumping up, who has primarily been special teams, who's done well for a running back on special teams, especially so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, now you're going to need more from him. They're probably going to activate Trey Edmonds. 
I would think. Right. Yeah. That would be the next move, logical move. Plus Paxton Lynch. That that's yeah, that, got to come got, up. They got uh, to. They're going to have to do him. that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things surrounding this, but the, again, the main point was the hysteria over this whole thing with uh, Mike Tomlin having to answer for being on. Somebody leaked Dan Snyder's. You know, love yeah, list. The, 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 what the, I'd love yeah, those that, NFL guys. You know, you know I, I, I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I will say this: um, you got to think about this. Okay, so do you think Daniel Snyder dropped it intentionally because he really wants Mike Tomlin? Mm. Do you think? Do, do you think he? Uh, now uh, we're getting the subject. Right, right. Well, I, I was just, I was just curious. How would someone know that? Daniel Snyder want, wanted you unless he leaked it to somebody else. And, uh, you, know, you know, I think it was it Jason Lockett 4? Lo- loose lips sink ships. That's right. Was it Jason Lockett 4 or was it I one of those? Know. Yeah, I don't know one of those those, those crazy guys. Um, but uh, do you think Daniel Snyder leaked it? Now, that's interesting because could you put out a feeler without or, or, actually – because you, you have to be careful that you don't get called for uh, – you know, I mean, uh, what interference or whatever they call the That's thing. That's not called interference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the thing where you 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 call over and go, "Hey, can I can I talk to your guy about yeah. it? you?" Go, no, yeah. you can't talk to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I just uh, right in the roster. Yeah, I I I was just thinking, what 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 did Daniel was Daniel Snyder leak it to someone to see. Or somebody response. on his staff. Yeah. I mean, that could be done, yeah. too. That could have come from the GM. That could have come yeah. from a, a number of people. You know, um, the one thing I will say about it that I truly believe, and we can, you know, get into this more, but, you know, for all the people who say, get rid of Tomlin, are you kidding me? Why do you think Dan Snyder would mention him? Yeah. You know what I mean? If he if he was so not a, a good coach, you'd think the fact that this guy who uh, – How many coaches has Dan – You'll Snyder He's fired, fired seven since seven. 2000. All right, so Joe Gibbs, he fired it. He hired him and fired him. Right. Uh, Steve Spurrier, the ball coach. Right. Uh, Jay Gruden um, and uh, uh, Marty Schottenheimer. But Marty, M- Marty, you know, Marty was dealing with Richie Rich, and he didn't like it. True. Yeah. 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 Um, and but, I mean, you know, the fact is, Mike, you know, it's a, uh, to me, it's like uh, it's a plum thing. He's, he's acknowledging how, how great a coach Mike is. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're talking about a guy who's got, what, 130 and 70? The, the word you were looking like for was tampering. Oh, tampering. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Tampering. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so it's not do you have a brain lock? Do you have a brain lock? I do. I do. You know what? I I didn't have enough caffeine this morning. And so, you know, when you get those there's crushed coffee synapses. Back. There's coffee in the, in the kitchen. Is there is there in, in the kitchen? Yeah. There's okay. Coffee. Well, I have to go get some. Yeah. Well, I didn't get. I didn't have time to get stop at Starbucks to you know get the four bucks. Yeah. You know because all that stuff there. Yeah. So the point being is we're we're making do with what we got even though we're sleep deprived. And right. the fact is Mike Tomlin is also not going anywhere. Can no. we just quell the thing? Yeah. And just, would you what you know the the people that are clamoring for his job? Shut up. You know. Yeah. Uh. You know. He's a good coach, and he's on his third quarterback. Okay, right. he's got a, a rookie free agent quarterback. Right, and and so and and you know Mason Rudolph is hurt, Ben's hurt, 
now Jalen Samuels is hurt. Uh, James Washington is dinged up. Uh, yep. Mark Barron is hurt. I mean, the, they're, they're the walking with, you know, someone's got to have a fife and a flag and a drum. <laughs> you know, the fife, you know, the flute. They they called it, it it's a it's, it's a, a fife it's, and drum. It, I know it's a fife. I know it just sounded funny like a, yeah, fife, a fife drum fife, and a flag. A That's what they look like, you know the the uh, the Minutemen. You know the picture of the Minutemen. Fife drum. I got flag. a Turkish guys with a with a funny Chicago accent talking about a fife. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know what I was talking about. I know a fife. It just sounded like you know oh, I got in a fife the other day. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're coming back with the toe tap himself from Super Bowl Forty Three, the great Santonio Holmes, in studio talking about his third and long foundation and a fundraiser coming up. Don't turn the dial. Stay right there. Santonio Holmes coming up right now. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, we're back. And hey, what are you doing? We're back with it's a my college. Turn. We're got, we're I'm back, here. We're back with a college graduate, <laughs> Santonio Holmes, who finished the Wait, wait. Finished First his, of all, hey, Tone. Congratulating me. Finally got your name right. The yes, first time he t- kept calling you San Antonio. I called you that once. Are but, you kidding? Uh, oh, once. Uh, you know, d- San Antonio, tell Wolf <laughs> about the NFL Players Associ- Association degree completion uh, program so <laughs> he can go back to college. Because <laughs> you are now a graduate. Yeah. I am. I am a recent graduate of the Ohio State University. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Graduate of uh, human ecology and a minor in education. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, even a minor. Yes, yeah. And yes. so Wolf. I couldn't even get the minor. <laughs> so so Wolf, Wolf got nothing. He, 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 he was an attendee at uh, Syracuse University. He got a great sweatsuit. And you know what his major was? <laughs> You know what his major was, Tom? No, I don't. It was staying eligible. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, that's a tough hey, degree. He ma- he managed to he managed to pass with flying colors. Right, so, he did. He hey, did. You know, I, I had a today. minor in sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. he, he had a problem with geography. He didn't know where his classes were. Hey, look, look, we had enforcers when I went to school. <laughs> really? Did you really? Oh, Trestle did not play that. Oh, Coach Trestle was not about no one sleeping in, missing classes. Right. He went out and started getting enforcers, Uh-oh. and these guys would come banging on your dorm doors. Oh, man. And if you got picked up and drug out of your dorm to go to class, <laughs> it was not trouble. good at practice. You know, I, <laughs> I, did a, I did an Athletes in Action event with uh, Jim Trestle. He's a good man. He's a great I, dude. I, I, I really liked him. He's, he's been yeah. my hero since day one. Yeah. Uh, Coach Trestle helped us understand how to talk, how to speak in public, how to take control of actions right. when you're in certain situations. Um, and that has helped me, you know, mold myself into to a better man today. Good. And I still live by a lot of the words that Coach Trestle That's great. has uh, given us. Yeah. And uh, he used to have us read this daily manual uh, every day during training camp and for the whole season. Really? That we had to find something in the manal that pertained to us and that we had to share it with the group, you know, and how we felt. Really? Today. 
Yeah, so it really brought us together as a family. Uh, and we still talk about that winner's man so to cool. this day. That is uh, very cool. Uh, amongst us players, yeah. I got to tell you another t- cool moment. So there I was. I was standing on the sidelines. I was about at the nine-yard line when you toe-tapped in the end zone, Super Bowl forty-three. So you weren't even in the photo. No. <laughs> I couldn't even get in the photo, Dad gummit. Right. That's all good. <laughs> but here's the thing that was so cool. While they were reviewing it, you and Hines came together about the five, eight yards, somewhere, and you're standing there together. And it's like looking at the one, the, the last Super Bowl MVP for the Steelers, handing it off to the next Super Bowl MVP about to be. And that was such a cool juxtaposition moment for me. And it will, how thrilling, how thrilled were you when they said, boom, touchdown? I mean, oh it had to God. just explode. Dude, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about that moment. Um, because I I caught a video glimpse of that uh, the other day, mm. and I saw Hines talking to me, and I mean I didn't remember these moments, but to get these flashbacks and these sightings, yes. like you easily remember where you were, how you felt during that time, and to know that uh, we were standing there, and he was like, "Hey, this one could really win it for us," and I was like, "Hey, I'm ready, I'm ready." And the the announcer came out and the, the ref gave the announcement that the the touchdown was good. And all I kept saying to myself was, that's how you be great. Because yeah. that was just a moment that I knew that Hans was hurt, that he couldn't give us 100% right. in that closing moment. Yeah, I knew Nate Washington wasn't getting open because of how the coverage that they knew that we were trying to hit big explosive yeah. plays with him. They were trying to double-team right, Miller. Right, right. They didn't know about this young third-year wide receiver right. that was a starter. They put who, who just dropped the pass, what, one play? Two, oh, my one, two yes. plays. I mean, oh, my God. Because we talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't bring, I don't like to bring up stuff like <laughs> but, this, but we've talked about it before, uh, so that gave me the open door to remind you. Yeah, because you were sitting there going – you're not, he's never going to throw to me again. Oh, he's man. never. I mean, that went went through your mind when you're lining up up out there, right before not, the pass. No, no, he was he was expecting the ball. He was expecting a ball. You you don't know. No, which, which one? Him. The second one. The or The second first? one. You were expecting oh. the second one. The, when he when he got in the huddle and made the play call, right? And I, I, I had that feeling like yo, he might throw this football to me. Like this is the play we've been working right. on all season, and we never completed this pass. But we come, B.A. calls this play the last play of the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like, dude, we have not completed this pass. Why are you calling this? <laughs> We've run it since day one of uh, the postseason all the way up until the final day yeah. of practice. And the exact same thing happened from the first moment to the last moment. Coach Randy told me since the first time I dropped that pass in the end zone on the first day we ran that play right. in, the, in practice. I dropped that touchdown. Yeah. And he said, you know what? Don't catch this pass again no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We run this play. We run this play. We run this play. Week two of the pre postseason. Yeah. Week three of the postseason. Super Bowl week, two weeks in. We still run this play every day, and yeah. I can't catch this pass when we throw this ball. <laughs> the very last play of our entire football practice for that entire season uh-huh. was that play. Uh-huh. Wow. And I dropped the football in the back of the end zone on mm. that play. You in know, practice. It, 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 oh man! In practice, yeah. And Coach, I, I had it. It came right to me, and I just opened my arms and let it fall through. Ah! Uh, and then you got it. You got the big one in we the game. We called that play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Had what, no. Did you have palpitations uh, of the heart? 
I mean, I come ready. on. I was ready. Yeah, he I was, was ready. ready. I was ready. Because when I ready. dropped that pass before, dude, I'm sitting on the ground saying to myself, dude, you just got lost your chance of being the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Right. Like, that run was exciting because it brought the, the people to their feet. Right. right. And all I kept trying to do was get my feet in bounds right. on that play. And, I, and if you can see it, when I went up to catch, I took my eyes off to see where my feet were. And as I'm going down, the ball goes right through. And uh, I just hit the ground. I, on the cruise, I threw him the ball. Oh, my God. I yeah. threw him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had the same problem when we played Oakland. He, oh, was, yeah. he was a tight end. I was a tight end. He was end. all by himself. He talks about how he beat triple coverage. Yeah, L- Lester Nobody Hayes, even touched Michael him. Hayes, and Van McElroy. <laughs> and what happened? I dropped it. Oh, my goodness. And, and you know Did they come he back to you next No, oh, oh, never again. They, they, you know, He's 0 for 1. You know, I moved out the tight end uh, when we went to short yardage for whatever reason they put me out at tight end okay, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. moved me from tackle to tight end and so we're playing uh, the Raiders uh, in 1984 we got to win to get in the playoffs we did beat them uh, so Malone Mark Malone says okay Tunch I'm going to throw it to you it's 332. It's a fake 32 trap, and then I go. I run a corner route, and I, I play you know, you know what? <laughs> Who thought that Van McElroy would cover me? He didn't cover you. He, he did. just lit you up when you he, dropped the ball. He, he, he Tell drove, the truth, he man. He drove his helmet into my back, and then I was juggling it, and when my elbows hit. The ball popped out, and I said, don't. You, "You remember that vividly." I remember it vividly because I, 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 I'm telling you, he was by himself. Yeah. Do, do we have, around. Do we have the footage of yeah. that play? That's what we need. We you need know. action. We need to see that in action, brother. Don't, you, know, you know what was hard? Because it came right over the directly my head. I had to do this, and I and I, Man, that wasn't your that wasn't your strength. That wasn't too, my huh? strength. <laughs> That's why I played tackle, because I couldn't catch. Oh, man, man I just about spun a gun on anyways. <laughs> But, I, you know, I, I always say that I just wanted to make Anthony Corley feel better because he was offsides on that play. Hey, got a chance. Oh, it didn't count then, so it didn't matter then. So, so I got I to ask you now, you got something coming up. Right. Third and long foundation. Yes. Explain a little bit about what it is what you're doing, and uh, why this is so important to you on a personal oh, level. There's, there's so many reasons behind the Third and Long Foundation, and um, the biggest thing is just awareness. And when I speak about awareness, it puts me in the place where um, I, I began to be aware of my surroundings and my settings and the person that I had to become at this point. At the age of 17, I was unaware that I carried sickle cell trait. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time I um, had uh, intercourse with my son's mo- mother, um, the condom breaks. Mm. We now have a kid on the way, and I don't know what to mm. do. Kid has been born, senior year of high school, getting ready to go off to college, and we get, you know, this word that he is uh, a sickle cell uh disease carrier and I didn't know what that meant I didn't know where it came from or how it occurred and we just still wasn't educated enough in the hospitals that we were the actual carriers of this trait that Uh allowed our kid to be born one out of four kids with two parents being trait carriers will be born with this with this disease Mm. 
And it just so happened that it has passed through me, my father, and now it's my son that mm. carries the full disease of being a trait barrier of all these years. So raising awareness for those individuals that don't know, please go out and get yourself checked. Right. Just for the sympathy of raising the kid that causes traumatic issues in your life and it basically hinders someone else's life because you're unaware right. of the fact that you are the potential giver of this uh, you know, horrendous disease. Santoni, have you ever had any, you know, like Ryan Clark, remember when, when they were in Denver, he had that <coughs> altitude-related altitude related, uh, Have you ever had any issues with uh, uh, your carrying of the sickle cell uh, gene? Uh, with uh, carrying the sickle cell gene and the trait, I've had issues since since my childhood, and I still was unaware uh -huh. that I carried this disease. Uh -huh. All the way up until third, fourth grade, I was constantly in and out of the hospital, leaving school, you know, for weeks at a time. Wow. And it's to get IVs replaced because we were poor, so mm -hmm. little malnourished, uh, wasn't drinking a lot of water uh, mm. during my, my childhood, and... I was always outside playing in the hot sun. Right, you're in Florida. So my body took a beating, you know, throughout okay. my childhood, and I didn't realize that. Um, but I, nevertheless, I never let it stop me from, you know, having my passion to play football. I just was unaware that I carried this trait, and uh -huh. I could have better prepared and taken care of myself, you know, let alone be now prepared to take care of a son. Uh, before you know, I even get my life started that has this disease that I can't cure and I can't get rid of it. Mm. You started the Third and Long Foundation on that basis, right? Yes. Is this a clearinghouse where information can be shared? That people can go to a website or something like that to be educated on it? Uh, yes, this, uh, the Third and Long Foundation is clearly built based on the fact that Santonio Holmes Jr. had a son that was Santonio Holmes III. Third and long transpired into playing <laughs> yeah. football. I like that. As if it's one of my most important downs in football was to mm -hmm. play football. Right. And now I have this kid who's who's my now my most important part of my life that I have to really take care of. So I kind of bounced that two the two together. And um, I like it. You know, it, it produced the third. It and even long makes foundation. sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most concussed guy in the room. Right. So, uh, so your event is uh, the 15th, uh, October 15th. Yeah. Yes, down at uh, Noble Manor Lanes. Um, man, their lanes are still open. If you guys would love to come out and uh, support us, um, uh, we have uh, Steeler fans, Steeler players, uh, Pittsburgh celebrities. And also, we have a new one-on-one game called Tone Time. Tone Time? Called Tone Time. Ooh, sounds good. Uh, is that one-on-one -on -one <laughs> bowling? Yes, it is one-on-one -on -one bowling. Are you, oh, good, they can are take you, you on. Bowler? Are you a good bowler? Are you like Bussy? No, see, you guys are asking too many questions. <laughs> it's like all in the details. <laughs> yeah. You just got to show up. You, know? <laughs> you got to show up at this event. You know, uh, we get to get all the details out. But it should be something that is very surprising to the fans and uh -huh. uh, to the celebrities that come out. Uh, the Steelers. Um, actually have a team uh, with us. Uh, they have uh, they're sponsoring a team. Uh, Giant Eagle is uh, also a sponsor. Oh yeah. Uh, Duquesne Light is a sponsor. Uh, yeah, UPS, Wolf and I stink at uh, bowling. <laughs> UPS is uh, also a returning sponsor, and uh, we have a newbie, uh, JD Waterproofing. Oh, uh, oh yeah, they're well. great people. Yes. Yeah. So they uh, they're they're coming on as sponsors. Um, like I said, there are a ton of lanes uh, still available. 
Uh, if you guys want to come out and support, right. you know, you can reach us at the third and long foundation uh, dot org. Um, so what, what what's your best bolt? Wait, 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 make sure your... we get it Tuesday, October 15th at Noble Manor Lanes and Craft. And what time does it start? Between 6 and 9 p.m. You can get there as nine. early as 5 p.m. Yeah. Just to hang out and meet some of the celebrities. Get in early, the earlier the better. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Wolf's a name dropper. Every celebrity he meets, especially was, rock and roll. I always dropped your name. Oh, yeah, I know, Tom. No know doubt about it. But at least baby. I got his name right. I didn't say San Antonio. <laughs> hey, I said that once. I wonder, how much, I wonder how much these guys actually go at it outside uh, of this radio uh, station. We always go at it. <laughs> we we used to box it. at my gym. Yeah, no we way. used to box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he broke my nose. And he cauliflowered my ear. <laughs> oh, he gave me one of those. Yeah, he gave me a cauliflower ear. I was... You guys don't got no footage of this stuff? Man, no, we, you, we never thought that. You guys should make a, you guys would be great to make a, you know, a TV show together. Dude. Two idiots. We've Tons been, and Wolf we, show. We've been best friends for 40 years. Yeah. And we have stick That's fight. more than enough. Yeah, we've stick fight. I know no, you're not we've, even old enough. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. 35. We, we've, we've knife fight. We knife fight. We stick oh, fight. We used to box. He was horrible. Kicks, at, yeah. Oh, he was horrible. Yeah, I stabbed fight. him in the teeth. Oh, I did. These, man, that, that definitely calls for a show. Yeah, you guys exactly. have too much content to not put a show together. That's <laughs> actually like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny is we used to do a Monday night uh, shows together, you and me, yes. for a long time. With Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings. Buffalo okay. Wild Wings. Yeah, Which we had our uh, the, oh, yeah. the radio show. That was pretty now, sweet. Now, I, I can't. I, the juxtaposition of you then and now, this this young man with a father. I, fatherhood changes everything, oh, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Puts you in a whole other world, yeah, you know, whole another category. It makes you grow up early. How old's your son? Uh, now, Antonio third is 17 years old. Oh, man. wow. He's, uh, he's in his senior year of high school. Uh, and, and just thanks to the to the great medical staff down at uh, Emory oh, uh, Hospital down in Atlanta. Praise God. I'm glad they, he's they've okay. They've taken care of him uh, with the right medicines, you know, and Good. he's he's been following his regimen. Um, it's very tough, you know, for him to live 17 years, and for the last 11 years or so, he's been on close to 11 to 12 medications per day. Oh, my heavens. Uh, to wow. keep his body functioning. You know, okay. to to be able to filter out uh -huh. the, the different sickle blood cells that he have, and help keep regenerating them and producing you know better blood cells for him. So, okay. um, it's it's been a been a long journey you know for us, but there are a ton of uh, research that's being done. Uh, thanks to Ohio State for for partnering with me and allowing me to bring more awareness to the research that they are doing mm -hmm. um, at the university. Um, UPMC uh, is also a sponsor, and they've been, you know, tremendous with allowing me to come in and visit with the kids. Great. Anytime I come into the city yeah. of Pittsburgh, uh, I call in, and they allow me to come to the hospital and spend, you know, two or three hours, mm -hmm. you know, just walking around, just interacting with the kids. And I think that's something that they need from us as celebrities because we have a voice, and our voice sometimes touches those kids right. just by being in their presence. Do, do, does so does cool. he have to follow a strict? Uh, diet regimen um, because of that? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he He's he's very weird when it comes to eating uh, because his biggest thing is he loves noodles. Uh -huh. and oh, I do too. 
I am the opposite. Like you don't like noodles. I do, but I can only eat so many. Right. This guy wants noodles all day, every day. <laughs> noodles are good. They're a lot of fun. I mean, they're a little, they get a little slippery and stuff like that. And you certainly don't want to be using uh, chopsticks. Hey, 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 but, Tone, uh, there is nothing that Wolf doesn't like to eat. Sardines. Uh, no, can, no, sardines. Yeah, I don't okay. like sardines. Yeah, I, I like sardines, I, but I, like I can sardines. tell by the I can tell by the jacket size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's starting to feel. He's starting to feel it. Can I right. tell you something? <laughs> At, at this, at the at the second offensive line party, he had three ducks, two racks of lamb, two shrimp cocktails, escargot, French onion soup. Dude, you just made my stomach. Yeah, I, I don't even think I could even try to hold down that much food. You know what? I it's asked for much, pictures. I didn't do that. Too oh, much come protein. on, you did. That's why. That's why you got the name Mindless Eating Machine. <laughs> the Mindless Eating Machine. Yeah. Don't I got to ask All you right. now? You look at the pictures. Ah, pictures, good heavens. You look at the Steelers today, one and four. You've been in some tough situations. What do you do as part of the crew in there? I mean, you're looking, you're on your third string quarterback. You've lost two tight ends. You you lost your backup running back. Now the defense is starting to play pretty voraciously, but the fact is you got a lot of things going against you. You're heading out to the West Coast. When I Look at the situation now, knowing that if Santonio Holmes was in the locker room dealing with this type of situation, it's now time for us to go out and have so much more fun than we would have. Uh And the only reason I say that is because we are now free of pressure, any expectations. There's nothing for us to mess up. We are here in the learning phase by not having our general and seven being behind the helm, uh-huh. we have to now tone it down and say, okay, how do we now play football? Because now we were under someone else's control for so long. Right. And the whole now, offense was built around seven. Exactly. And so Hall of Famer. So now. Comfort level of protecting him and playing for him. So now you got someone else in the helm that says, this is how we're going to operate. Now these guys have to start triangulating their mindset and saying, how do I now play for this quarterback? Right. Mm. And that's where the team has to come together to start playing for this quarterback in the same field, that they're not saying that he should be on his own or right. he's a he's a starting quarterback, he should take over control. No, the whole team has to take over control of the whole uh, locker room. And you know what great minds think of? Did you hear him? Triangulation. See, big words. I like it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Santonio, if you're thinking like Wolf, you got <laughs> issues. <laughs> okay, uh, the it's October fifteenth, Tuesday, October fifteenth, six yeah. to nine p.m. Yeah, six to nine p.m. Noble Manor Lanes, Noble correct? Manor Lanes. Noble Manor Lanes. Come out, get behind Come out, it, get behind the sickle you know cell. What, what third line strikes is against magnificent. Sickle strikes Tone. against, uh, yeah, yeah, strikes against sickle cell. Yes. I like that. Yes. I pray right. that your event is just yeah. great and rocks yeah. the house. We have raised a lot of money. Thank Good you guys for allowing me to Thank you for coming. Thanks for coming, man. It's yes. always great to see Tons, you. Thank you, man. Are you coming Wolf. on a cruise again this year? I'm going to work on that. Yeah, come on a cruise. Uh, this is yeah, got a lot of things, cruise. We've got yeah. a lot of things brewing yeah, uh, for yeah, the Third and Long Foundation yeah. in the works. So yeah. we're trying to figure I out I think what the Third and Long fits right on that cruise ship, see? Hey, it will be Third <laughs> Hey, don't and long. they have bowling lanes on them or something? <laughs> we might have to find the right cruise ship for that, but that is possible. Yes, <laughs> that is Antonio Holmes, Super Bowl MVP, 43. Yeah, and my wife just texted me, O-H-I-O. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's a, a true Buckeye, baby. Oh, yes. one before yes. we ask, okay. did you see Baker Mayfield 
Uh, and and, and uh, Nick do, Bosa, yeah, do the do the flag plant. I mean, is that real? Is that was that? Did like, he really uh, plant how, the flag? Yeah, I was at the game. Was he? You real? were there, very, huh? That was very disrespectful of him. Ah, uh, uh-huh. one hundred and ten thousand percent. Like I've never seen another college or player disrespect another university in that manner. That we have the utmost respect for Oklahoma University, right? But for you, Baker Mayfield, to set a mark. And to win the Heisman, like that was. I'm that not was a very ba- I'm not a Baker Mayfield you know? fan. And so for what uh, uh, Bosa Nick did to him, you know, uh, uh, on Sunday, yeah. Yeah. it was tremendous. I actually got a chance to witness that. I watched it and I saw him and I heard his interview afterwards. And yeah. Baker didn't have anything to say, you know, yeah. to him. And that that just shows that he had that fear that he uh, he's in a whole nother realm right now that that because you had that hype coming out of college and it's it's not the same on this right. level. So. He got his revenge on, yeah. like he said. Beautiful. So, yes. Tuesday, October 15th, Noble Man Imagine Crafting. Yeah. Yeah. Six to nine. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for brother. stopping Thank by. More strikes, the more strikes we bowl, yeah. the more money gets donated to the Third and Long oh, Foundation. Cool. Love it. Will you come back sometime? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Nice. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. All right. We'll go to break. You. We'll be right back with more. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, this must be a panic moment. Yeah, it was. Because whatever. Well, Wolf- I was talking to Kellen. All right, so we're going back and forth, and I wanted this one piece of quote from Mike Tomlin, right? So I was trying to get that, but I had told Kellen too late We because we were hanging out with Tone and talking to Tone about, you know, his foundation and everything like that. And and so uh, I got behind the eight ball on right. uh, trying and to get it panicked. all together, and I panicked, and yeah. then Pat Benatar, boom, what did I say? Hit me with your best shot. I couldn't think of anything else. I was just like, oh, Benatar, got to go Benatar. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I panicked. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Okay. Well, that's the way it is. What are you when, whenever you hear Pat Benatar hit me with your best shot, <laughs> Wolf panics and, and and brings it on. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much Dude, it. Because, it like a... you know, Pat Benatar was <laughs> – she was an opera singer before she Seriously. stooped to rock and roll. Stooped <laughs> Well, that was that was San Antonio Holmes, not San Antonio. As Tunch liked to call him for so long, the I, poor guy. Once, not once, once. many times. Oh. I remember being on the South Side. We're doing an interview with Tone, right? And he goes, "So San Antonio," <laughs> and I like, if I can remember once, it happened a hundred times for crying out loud. I, yes, indeed. Well. Anyhow, it was great visiting with the young man. You yeah. know, I just to see him uh, grow in the fatherhood yeah. and just all the good things good he's guy. doing now. Glad to good see man. it happening. Good yes. man, good guy. Yes, I'm glad exactly that, yeah. so. And so. It, it, this is a, a worthy cause. Uh, you know, because I, I didn't realize there were so many medical complications. I did not that, either. That came with uh, uh, sickle cell. And, uh, you know, it, the, the doing. And you, you look know, at him. He's yeah. so healthy and yeah, vibrant. He and, right. You know. Did you see the wingspan on him? Yeah. I mean, when he that's why That's why he made that catch. Well, duh. <laughs> and plus it's the hands. Yes. Yes, he's very strong. And um, it was just really good, and I enjoyed that. Right. Indeed. Okay, yeah, so Chaluch, you know, you got a, a little look at the uh, Chargers yesterday. Yes, you were I did. watching some film. Yeah. And do you have any early observations? Um, 
Quick, you know, just quick little uh, okay. Bullet points. Uh, you know, Mike Williams. Uh, you know, I like Mike Williams and um, uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, well, Melvin Gordon's back. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's uh, Melvin Gordon's back, but uh, Aaron Eckridge was playing a lot too, and Melvin Gordon was playing. They a say lot. that the Eckler's Austin Eckler is very Austin good. Eckler's. Yeah, yeah, he filled in well to yeah. a threat. Right, right. He he uh, he he. I'm gonna go beat watch us last year. Yeah, yeah, he beat us last year. Um, defense. Uh, Joey Bosa had a big game uh, against uh, um, Denver uh, against Denver last week. But um, you know the the linebackers. Uh, uh, you know the they, they they fly around to the ball. Uh, they're 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 great safety. I forget his name. Uh, he's hurt. Um, Oh yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. I forget. So is Mike Pouncey. Yeah, yeah. How about that Pounce is yeah, hurt. Pounce is hurt. Pounce. Uh, uh, he had a neck. Pounce left uh, left the game, and um, you know uh, Thomas Davis Senior is is a good linebacker, and Denzel Perryman is a good uh, linebacker, uh, and uh, Justin Jones, Brandon Meebane, they they they're stout. Brandon Meebane's still there? Yeah, What he's year still is that for him? Uh, I don't know, but he is he's short, be double, squat, de- he's short double squatty. Digits. Yeah, he's Isn't that the guy from Seattle? Uh, Didn't I, he play for Seattle before that? I don't know. Uh, hmm. I don't I don't know. But I do know the one guy, Keenan Allen, is a threat. Yeah. Man, Allen, oh, man. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and the, you know, Desmond King is a great return, but he, he had a return, kickoff oh, return for a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't see too many of yeah. those anymore. Yeah, no, and uh, and they got Travis Benjamin now. Travis Benjamin. Yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah, he's uh, used to uh, play for the Browns, and then he bounced, kind of bounced around. Um, let so me, let me ask you again, one more time: Do you think going out on Friday would be beneficial? I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know either, but do you think? Let me put it okay, this way. Okay, let me. Let do me you think qu- it's worth a try? All right, based me, on one and seven. Let me quote Chuck. Okay. You you know, you don't change for the just sake for the change. sake of change. That's, uh, that's a uh, You know, uh, and, and and so what I'm thinking is, is it is it to to shake up the luck, or is it to uh, get yourself one day. Uh, and, and and you know what? Because when I used to go out to the West Coast to stay with my parents, you know, when we would go after the season ended, it would it it, it wasn't like two days, and I got back into a, a groove. It took like three four days. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that it would have been great if we had back to back West Coast games, so you could go out there for a week. And get used to it, you right? Know? But uh, I don't. I don't know if it, because Chuck took us out there two games, uh, two two days early for uh, Seattle, and we played Seattle Monday night, and we got our butts kicked. True. Yeah. But I blame that on Halloween. We saw Halloween the movie, and that yeah, just kind of nah, jinxed yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You blame it on everything, you know. Um, uh, uh, it, it's it's you know I I don't think that. Um, you know, that was a funny trip. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Because we did go out. Halloween. I remember the Michael Myers. I didn't go I, I didn't go I didn't go see the movie with you guys. No, I know that. Because my buddy Alex Kaplan was there. Right. But yeah, the funny part school. was, you know who went? 
was Bradshaw, Zach Valentine, Mike Webster, right. John Cole. Yeah. Those guys, they never – they never. I think Larry Brown, too. Yeah. I think Boss Brown was there. Yeah. I mean, they who – I couldn't believe they went to see Halloween. Right. Now, the cool part was I'd gone to see it the week before. Yeah. You know? So it, you know everything that's happening. Well, it was, yeah, especially the part where the guy's out and back by the security guard goes out and back, and it's like this eerie thing, and it's garbage cans, and he's looking around, and you know the guy in the hockey mask is right around the corner, right? But you hear this, and he opens this one garbage can, and a cat jumps out, right? And I, everybody freaks out. Okay, but I know the part's coming. So, you know, you know, I'm sitting there, and I go I go to grab Bradshaw yeah. right at the moment like that. He is so slumped down in his chair, I couldn't, get, I couldn't reach him. I just reached over. I couldn't reach him. I mean, he was, he was absolutely panicked. Mike Webster bounced off his seat off the front seat in front of him. Uh-huh. I mean, literally came out of his seat and jumped yeah. out. That's how kind of bizarre. And then it was like a Halloween game. Right. It just it didn't work. Yeah, that's right. You guys went to see Halloween. You jinxed us. I that's think your, so. It's your fault. I do. I blame it on you. I, I you know, I'll have to accept it because yeah. you know what? I had bad moments. In I, the can I tell you something? I never liked those Halloween movies. No, who does? Yeah, it's a well, slasher so movie. So why do you go when see When I was it? younger, I I liked it, but as I got older, like going, I don't know, man. That's when you stuffing. were when you were younger, you weren't allowed to go see them. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, that was the problem. You know, the thing about it is. You simply you didn't see The Exorcist till twenty five. <laughs> I didn't never watch that one. Yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna take a break, uh, and we'll take your calls. Uh, Jim Wexel's no, coming no, up. No, no, Jim Wexel's coming on. Yeah, and uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. Uh, you're in a locker room, and uh, uh, don't go watch Halloween. It's a stupid movie. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost like uh, uh, the haunted version of Dumb and Dumber. We'll be back right after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Ooh, I like that. Bang a gong. Bang a gong. Bang it loud because we've got Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider coming on right now. How you doing, Wex? I'm good. Boy, you guys talk about a song that's that's lasted, you know, that's that's been built for the test of time. That song that song's just as yes. good today as it T-Rex. Was. Is that T Rex? Yeah. That's a T Rex. Huh. He's I'm bigger I... in England than he was here. Yeah. <laughs> but he I, was. I, I mean I Go ahead. I know that song, Bang a Gong. That was uh I, I you know, that was a big song uh in the seventies. It's still big. They're even playing it on the Punch and Wolf show. I yeah. Hear. Yeah. <laughs> Wax, it's good to have you on. So glad. We just had a Thanks. We had a great, um, uh, nice nice uh, segment with Ant- uh, Santonio Holmes. San- Tunch has got me all screwed up because on account, he was always calling him San Antonio. And now he's got, now I got, I'm like, I'm messing myself up with that. But anyhow, it was great to see him and, and just check in with him about the whole third and long foundation he's got going on and um it's just one of the he's it's it, it's so interesting to see him as he's grown into fatherhood and i mean good for him it's just a great thing so did you ask him what it's like to catch a pass with a dislocated middle finger oh you know what that would have been a good one you know because we yeah, did talk to toe tap and so forth i i do believe it's dante moncrief's turn this week to to recapture whatever uh, whatever uh, name he had in this town, you know, and uh, he has a cast on his middle finger. 
No. He has a a dislocated middle finger. That's why he dropped the balls. Uh, And so he's got a cast on it now? Now he's got a cast on it. Everybody's mobbed him today. I talked to him Monday. He said that, I I said, so so it, it, it can't get better with rest and it can't get worse if you keep playing. He goes, yep. That's how it is. So you keep playing like Sammy coach, you know, the year and, and he right. kept dropping balls. So, you know, with Washington, presumably out, we don't know yet because he's still being evaluated according to Mike Tomlin. So uh, you, we can assume that uh, Dante Moncrief is, is, is going to get another chance. And I, I've been watching him in practice. You guys have. Yeah. I, I think he looks fine. Catching right. Ball. Yeah, he does. He does. But how big a cast is that? It, I can't even I couldn't even notice it, and uh, I didn't look for it when he was telling me about it. Oh, okay. He must put it under his glove. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's probably showing the mob. There's probably going to be pictures in your newspaper tomorrow. But <laughs> um, you know, he told me he's just been praying and and trying to have fun at practice. He has been having fun, and he does he doesn't want to get down about it. And uh, you know, no nobody put anything about him on Twitter and. Uh, Nobody wants to hear about anything. They just think he stinks and that he should be cut because of the compensation formula. And so uh, there's that. Well, you know, this is one of those opportunities for redemption in a right. big way. Yeah. You know, that you, you want – this is one of those things that's like pulling for the story. It's like pulling for Devlin Hodges. Yeah. You know, the fact is – Exactly. You know, to go out on the West Coast and you've got a Hall of Famer out there and you got all this stuff and you think, you know, this could really be a great story as the godfather Stan Saverin always says. Uh, but Dante Moncrief would also be a great story and a great opportunity and a very appropriate time for him to come back and do something large exactly and uh you know if he doesn't play well and the team's out of it by week 10 or 11 i I, i'm not sure which week the compensation formula nine kicked in week nine well yes after week nine so before week 10 right okay so uh you know uh there'll there'll be a decision and i'm hoping he makes it a difficult decision because i like this guy yeah he's a a good man yeah for whatever reason, Ben liked him as a receiver. He liked him in the spring, so I want to see why. We haven't seen why yet. And uh, you know, he's he's kept quiet and gone about. Uh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't. Um, you know how people get in bad moods and right. when they lose their job and they what, what's the word I'm looking for? They oh, they'll yeah. sulk. They'll they'll pull within they'll themselves sulk. and withdraw. Sulk. I knew it was yeah. an S word. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, us writers got to stick talking. together, Wex. <laughs> I know I, us old writers that have faulty <laughs> memories. So uh, I talked to Pouncey today. Yeah, I wanted to know about the duck. He said they call him Jamarcus Duck. Jamarcus Duck. Ted, he said we all thought his last name was Duck at camp because everybody called him Duck, and they knew uh, they didn't know anything about any duck call championships or anything like that. <laughs> so they Pouncey said they. He was wearing some kind of long black sleeve. He said, it's a black thing. I don't know what he's talking about, but he said, so we gave him a black name, and we call him Jamarcus Duck. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Nuevo was getting interviewed by ESPN next next to us talking. Right. And Bill Nuevo turned to Pounce. He goes, What's, what, do we call, what do we call Duck again? And Pounce goes, Jamarcus Duck. And I'm like, how does Jamarcus Russell and Duck Hodges go together? And 
It had nothing to do with Jamarcus Russell or that arm that throws 80 yards. Yeah. But he said uh, that uh, when, when they knew Duck was going in, they looked over and he was uh, bobbing his head to some music in the stadium on the sidelines before he went in. And they're like, okay, I guess he's ready. And then he gets in the huddle and he was confident and fine. And everybody's okay. And then we get to the, the line of scrimmage and he changed the protection. We're like, okay, dude, we're with you. He, he, and he said, he knows what he's doing. He, he's like Mason. They run around watching film all day. You know, they're, they're like kids with the film. And uh, I, I said, well, have you invited him to your Thursday night dinners, you know, with all the offensive linemen? <laughs> yeah. And he said, yeah, he's been invited, but he never shows up. He's always staying late watching film. He's one of those guys. Really? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, if you see him and Mason, uh, uh, Mason's a film Right. Yeah, he's a and, film and junkie. those two, those two run around together in the locker room. They're like, you know, they're they're best buddies, and they're in and out, and and you know, they're they're running back to get more film, get a snack out of the locker, go back to watch film. It's <laughs> it's really cool to watch that kind of enthusiasm for football. You just right. love it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great to watch that kind of um, uh, those kind of film rats uh, because yeah. the, you know they they have. Uh, they have an insight, you know. They they see it all, uh, and that's that, that's been that's been a really cool thing. So, so did you talk to Duck today? No, it's, he's going to talk to the mob uh, after practice. Uh-huh. I've talked to him in the past. I did a feature on him in the summer, and I, I I have to do another feature for Steelers Digest on him for next week. So I I went through my old stuff to see, uh, and and I, I noticed at the end of my story, I I I didn't think much of it at the time. He said. If it wasn't for Dan Rooney Jr.'s son going to Samford, I wouldn't be here. Huh. So I, I looked into I looked into some of that last night, and uh, yeah, Dan's uh, Dan Jr. You know, uh, uh, the late Dan Rooney's son, Dan, yeah. is a scout, and he's credited with discovering Willie Parker right. at a high school football mm-hmm. game in, in his hometown. You know, Danny just went out to watch some high school football, and he saw Willie Parker. He's also and he downplays this. He's he also the, significant. Wex, I got to remind you, he's also the guy that got lost in the cornfields behind St. Vincent when I was cramping up and in the back of a of a. He was a, a ball van. boy there. Yeah, he was a ball boy there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so uh, anyway, he downplays the, the discovering Willie Parker angle, but it's it's stuck with him, and so now he's going to get credit for Duck too because his son uh, his son's a big fan. His son's a junior at Sanford. He's a big fan of Duck. Duck was a four-year starter there, and uh, told his dad. Uh, you know, they uh, Danny looked into it and found out that Phil Kreidler had already been scouting him hmm. because Duck Duck led a big comeback against Furman, which is Phil Kreidler's team, his alma mater. <laughs> Boy, I got so many trains and trucks going past me. Hope <laughs> the noise is okay. We're good. But uh, uh, so uh, anyway. Um, they went out. Uh, Gorshak and uh, Dan Rooney Jr. had uh, dinner with Duck and a couple other Samford seniors the night before a pro day. And actually, Duck threw it two pro days. And Danny liked him. Checked with Phil. Can I invite this guy? Phil said absolutely. And so it's uh, it's kind of a Dan Jr. Phil Kreidler production here. You know, for whatever reason, I, there seems to be a similarity. And when I watch. Uh, Devlin move around and and it's I get a vision or an image of Bubby Brister 
I, and I don't think it's more than just the six uh, that they both share jersey numbers. But watching I him, see, go ahead. I see Alex Van Pelt. Hmm. Not not the strong arm that Bubby had. Yeah, uh, more True. more savvy and grit, and same face. I mean, I I, I covered Pitt when Alex played. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the same kind of uh, the same body build, the same height. Somebody else brought up Baker Mayfield, which was interesting. Same same height. Um, also the same kind of offense in college, but of course one's louder than the other. Right. The other one just makes loud duck calls. <laughs> and uh, I think Baker should actually do something first before he becomes the most cocky quarterback in the NFL. I know. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah. No. It's hard to be. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Be. So I we we had Santonio in here, and we were talking about the fact that Nick Bosa planted the flag after he planted yeah. Baker that Mayfield. And we thought that, uh, you know, I, I think that was pretty appropriate. I mean, Bosa had, what, two sacks and five quarterback hits, three, I think, I, tackles for loss. I mean, it was a big game. He was highly motivated against Baker Mayfield. I remember you guys were highly motivated about that San Fran front before the Steelers played them. Mm-hmm. And also their running game. And I don't know who those run. I still don't know where those running backs came from. But, yeah. wow, that Breida. Yeah, Breida's fast. That, that that is an interesting team. Yeah, did you see especially it? that defensive front? Right, that GPS they GPS him at over twenty two miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's Willie Parker. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was really something. I enjoyed that. Did you get a chance when you talked to Pouncey? Did you ask him about his brother? Yeah, he said his brother's banged up and not going to play. Uh huh. He's, mm. he's not on IR. Yeah, Finney, said, Finney's playing for him. Not our Finney, but uh, uh, Feeney. Yeah, Feeney. not fi- wow, Finney, wow. Feeney. That's, that's some kind of uh, uh, coincidence there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But because uh, you almost had me there. I thought you, Dan, you misheard Dan, me. You know, Dan, Dan Feeney was, there, <laughs> was uh, starting left guard, and uh, uh, and so he's moved over to center, and, and now uh, the left guard is Forrest Lamb. Uh, I, I think I'm going to slip and call him Forrest Gump. Uh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard from San Diego. I was talking to San Diego radio man today. And he said that uh, they're, they're, they're practicing with noise, assuming that Steeler fans will take over that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's uh, interesting. I, I mentioned that to Pouncey, and he said, oh, yeah, my brother tells me every every fan base comes in and takes that stadium over. It's it's thirty thousand, and um, it's uh, not uh, populated by Chargers fans for the most part. Yeah, I wonder if they have to whisper in the huddle like Cliff Stout used to have to in the USFL. <laughs> I remember this funniest story was Stout was telling me about when he, they were out in L.A. I believe it was, and in that massive L.A. Coliseum, and there was like three thousand people there. And he said you had to whisper in the huddle because the other guys could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it should be crazy. Yeah. Anything else, Wax? Do we get anything else there, brother? Well, you know, Dante Moncrief's uh, looking at some playing time, and uh, who else did I talk to? Uh, Terrell Edmonds. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he likes the um, the chemistry he's building each week with the new guys. And I said, man, you guys are looking faster every week. He goes, he, he agreed with me. He really likes the team speed. And 
Um, what else? What else? What else? Do you think uh, that anybody's got a legitimate argument over not liking the Minka Fitzpatrick trade? At this oh, point? I get it. I get it on the message board. Right. Yeah. It's, how people, could you... Well, people want to people want a franchise quarterback, yeah. and they think that if this team finishes in the top five, and uh, you know, I guess the Dolphins fans, they, you know, the Dolphins jumped at this when Ben went down, thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's when the Steelers, of course, they needed a safety. They don't think they're as bad as a top five, top ten team without Ben. They like the quarterback, quarterbacks they have. So it, it, I guess it made sense for both sides. But I think the Dolphins are going to be wrong. I, I don't see this as being that bad of a team. I, I, I'm looking for some wins to start coming along. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if a win happened this week. Then you got the bye. Then you got the Dolphins. Now you're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully. Right. You know, well, the win this week, yeah. Yeah, the win this week. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, Denver got their first win of the year against uh, the Chargers last week. Right. And, right. And, hey, it can happen, man. It yeah. can happen. Yeah. And 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 it is the home of uh, angels in the outfield. It could happen. <laughs> yeah, he's Jim Wexel. All right, thank you, Wex. You can catch him, Steel thanks City Insider. Me, yeah, thanks, hey, appreciate Wex. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back after this. Uh, will we not, Chalooch? Yeah, yeah, we will. Okay, I'm just making sure you're yeah, looking well, at me. I, well, I'm looking at Kellen. Well, you looking at you looking at me? I'm looking at you because we're. At me. How, you look at, you're talking hey, to me. Hey, huh? how can I not look at you? We're across the table from one another. Because I'm looking at Kellen. That's yeah, why. Yeah. We'll be back after this. This is an in the locker room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from ten to noon on your twenty four hour home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. You know, let me be clear because I really didn't know what you guys were talking about when you asked me after the game, to be quite honest with you. Um, there are two carts in our stadium. There's probably two carts in every stadium. Um, he walked off the field because he chose to walk off the field. Whether or not the cart was functioning is irrelevant. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Kellen, um, was that a, a play on words when the lights go out in the city uh, and you were p- talking about the lights going out? It wasn't out supposed in, to be, it wasn't it kind supposed of turned to. out that okay, way. Okay, okay. Good, good, good. Actually, we were supposed to have the Benatar hit me with the best shot no, on that one. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to walk like a man by the Four Seasons. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's what he did. Just, uh, I don't know. You, know, you don't like the you know, Four Seasons? I do like Frankie them. Valley. At the right moment. Oh, Frankie Valley. Uh, he's the best. He's got a bouffant hairdo. That, well, that's, he's from the 60s. Well, I know. Well, they all had bouffant hairdo. Okay, well, so what? Elvis I, had a bouffant. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. yeah. I'll give you that one. All right. Okay. All right. All right so, anyhow, uh, what do you make of the malfunctioning cart? Uh, you know what? It's, uh, I, I don't know. It, it drove out. So how did it well, not see, this work? Is, this is the curious thing to me. They said it was operator error. So if the operator operated it onto the field, then what happened to the operator in going off the field if it wasn't a malfunctioning cart? 
I, I, you know, I don't know Did what the to operator make of it. I, I, no. I, I don't know what to make of it. But and, I do know this. Yeah. Look, if the docs are are good with him walking off, I'm good with it. Yeah. They they could pull an ambulance out on the field if they needed to. You know what I mean? There's an ambulance in every stadium. Yeah. There's no spinal issues. Standby. No, no, no spinal issues. Right. Uh, no. You know. If the docs are good with him yeah, walking concussed, off. concussed. You know, he can walk off. Yeah, I mean, he no, looked. How important was it you? Was it for you to walk off a field? Right. I didn't. I didn't want to be. I. I I've never been carried off the field. I've. Same. I've exactly. walked off. Remember when they came own. with that stupid chair? Back in the eighties, they developed that chair that they could put you in. Yeah. And I remember. See, I like. I'm never, never doing. Yeah. No, I don't care if I'm unconscious. Oh. Someone yeah. drag me off before you put me in that chair. Yeah. Okay. One time when I dislocated my elbow, they wouldn't let me walk off because they were afraid of the nerve damage uh, in the elbow. Uh, and so they immobilized it and put me on a gurney uh, or on a – no, on a cart, one of those carts. Oh, no. Yeah. You wrote I was lying on the, one of those those push carts right. where, where, where all the equipment was pushed off the um, – but I, I understood. But that was practice. Yeah, that was practice. Yeah. But in the game, it was so very important because there's a couple things. Number one is you as a man, as a ball player, I mean, that to me, that was very important. Get up and walk off the field. Right. You know, I'm going to do this. And you wanted also to know in your mind you're good. Yeah. You know, you can still, however, whatever you're, you're battling there injury-wise, yeah. you're still good. The other thing is. You've got family yeah. in the in the stadium or watching on television. Yeah, you don't want to scare them. I don't want. Did my mom would would freak out? Right. You know, if I didn't want your mom, my would mom have freaked would, out yeah. big time. Yeah. You know, if if we didn't walk off the field. Right. Right. You know, I mean that's that's just the way it is. So I thought you know, th- there's a lot of people going back and forth about the whole thing, but to me, it's simply a matter of you know, that's. That's your decision. I don't understand the NFLPA making a big deal out of it. You know, yeah, I don't know uh, either. I, I just, uh, you it know, it was kind of funny though watching all the guys push the car off. Right, that was fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just one of those things where things were, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get uh, 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 jumper cables. <laughs> Could you imagine if they did that? Come out there, beep beep beep. Yeah. The truck is beeping, backing yeah. up, you know, and. Then, you come out and you you know you got the jumper cable. Yeah, would have made a great commercial. Maybe a great story, no doubt about it. Well, also, um, Mike Tomlin said uh, they have a right-minded group. Do we have Kellen? Do you have that piece there? You don't have that. Okay, he said we have a right-minded group. What would be a right-minded group setting up for this week? We're well, talking you, about again the veterans. Uh, a right-minded group would be a group that was totally focused on uh, the work week. And totally focused on on the Chargers, and I I think, you know, that's what they got. You know, he he also said that they were uh, uh, they were ticked off. And uh, you want me to read the whole quote? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He says we have a right minded group. We've got a group that's competitive by nature. A group that's ticked off, to be honest with you, and appropriately so, but not misplaced or displaced. That's the first half of it. Yeah. I think what's important about that is just what you were starting to talk about. They are ticked off. We would be ticked off. We right. were ticked off when we were one and seven at the turnaround in eighty eight. Yeah. Uh you know, but the fact is, um, you've had single digit losses yeah. to Seattle, San Francisco, and Baltimore. Um, 
and and I I like how Mike said it's appropriately, uh, you know, it's appropriately so not misplaced or displaced. Yeah, and, and you know when when you're losing, you it, it's not like you tank. Every game you want to win, right? And you want to you want to you want to um, you want to make sure you beat up on the uh, on the team that you're playing against. And uh, and so I I, I believe that uh, yeah uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna tank. You're not going to uh, say oh well, we're out of it. Let's let's just just laid out that that doesn't happen your pride does not allow you uh and i, I remember when the the re, the year that we were five and eleven in uh 88 and we beat the uh, uh we beat the oilers the last game of schedule last game of the season in houston and that was like a playoff win because I kept screaming at uh, Robert Lyles, right. you got to watch the playoffs just like we are because we thought we put them out. Right. And then Cleveland lost and they got in. Uh, they lost on Sunday night <laughs> but football. But it was but satisfactory at the moment. It was at the moment. It felt like a playoff. I was so excited. How's the pain, baby? Yeah, that's right because uh, Robert Lyles and I got uh, into a couple oh, of skirmishes oh, yeah yeah how, how did that happen yeah i, I, I fired i fired off on the uh, <laughs> extra, extra point, point. <laughs> and he goes you should be thrown out of the game <laughs> oh my i was goodness. just protecting myself yeah that's right you came five yards across the line of scrimmage to tag somebody yeah well, i was just protecting myself yeah all but right so, but you know what uh, the point is if you could be the spoiler Mm-hmm. You're you want to oh, you want to be no, that. Oh, their and, motivation and, and is then, high, and you you want to win every game. And even you don't when you play in a game like okay, so you're going to enter the San Diego Char- or the L.A. Chargers game, and you're going to be playing in the game. This the, the uh, your record is not in your mind. The focus on this game is in your mind. You don't you don't think oh uh, we're one and four you just you just play and you play to win and uh, to you play to yeah, win you play the game to, to play to win the game no question about it all right the numbers four one two nine one nine one three one six we got anybody there too? yeah we got Circus George uh, Circus George uh, welcome in the locker hey guys been a couple weeks since I've had a chance to talk to you um, first off you can tune up that uh, Queen tune right. What's yeah, my guy made the team. He's probably going to start now. Remember I told you, write it down, the old Bubby Brister phrase? That's right. Man, write it down. You did say that. Write it down. I'm the man. <laughs> write it down. That's what uh, That's Bubby right. said yeah. when he was competing <laughs> with uh, uh, Todd Blackledge yeah. and uh, yep. Scotty Campbell. Yep. So Very anyway, uh, first of all, I wanted to address to Tony Mollett calling on money. I was very humbled to hear such a glowing, wonderful thing about me. Not everybody has such a great opinion of me, but that was really nice to hear. That was nice of him. And, that well, was I'm nice. Still, I'm still working, though. If she thinks I'm retired, he's wrong. I'm just not working <laughs> the stadium anymore. Well, <laughs> I'm at least only 57, not... dude. I'm not retired. Yeah, but at least you're not 12 feet above the of the turf. You know what I mean? With people on, well, two not, people on I your shoulders. I could do that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm saying I wish I could do that still, but can't. Anyway, um, about the Chargers, I would think that there are some players on the team they like to exact a little revenge the way they lost that one last year against the Chargers. That was that was painful. Painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Painful to play in, I'm sure. You think those guys are having a back of the head? We owe these guys. They took one from us. 
you know what? Uh, uh, yes and no. Uh, it, it is. Um, it, it, it's the uh, the weightiness of the game, George. Whether there's a revenge factor involved or just a we want to win factor, um, it, it, it they're going to be they're going to be focused. You know, they're they're going to be focused and they're going to get after it. Now, uh, the revenge factor could be. Uh, it, it's not like the Chargers are the Ravens, though. You know, or it's not like they're the Browns or the Bengals. Uh, that you don't you don't have the same animosity towards them uh, as you do to New England, uh, but um, but I think well, yeah. But, yeah I think there's the focus. So and, and uh, one shout out to Yinzer Nation. You guys are crazy if you want to get rid of Tomlin. I keep reading these. Get rid of Tomlin. Let him to Washington. Get rid of Ben. What are you guys nuts? They're either teenagers that never watched the late '70s, early '80s version of the Steelers that went downhill quickly when. People right. retired that were great. You know, I mean, we had a number one pick in Mark Malone, and we still were not very good team back then. Absolutely. So, there's, you know, there's a reason you get a Hall of have Fame. A good coach. Yep. Be happy to have a good coach. And you know what? As far as the uh, the uh, the Brainiac in New England, we'll see how good he is if he sticks around after Brady retires. I want to see him. Because I remember him as a Cleveland coach, and there wasn't much going on in Cleveland either. <laughs> so you've got to sure. have the players. If you don't have the players, you're not going to win. Coach Tomlin's doing a pretty good job considering how many guys have been hurt. And I don't want to use Ben as a crutch, but you don't have your Super Bowl winning quarterback playing. Right. I mean, there's going to be a step down. It's the step down from Bradshaw to Stout or Bradshaw to Malone. There is a step down. There's no question. You can do about it. A step down to Campbell, which is now our third string guy coming in, which is Duck. Even though I like him, he doesn't have the experience. We Absolutely. When the charges come at him, so I'm, right. I'm I'm praying that he has a great game. Anyways, guys, I uh, thank you for taking my call, and I always love listening to you. I just can't always call. All right, thank hey, you, George. Thanks Appreciate you, brother. Mm-hmm. God All bless, right. man. All right, uh, 412-919-1316. Uh, Devin uh, from San Antonio uh, is uh, in the locker room. Is this Devin or Devlin? It's Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know That's if the was, duck yeah. was calling us, man. Yeah. Nah, no, it's, it's not Devin Bush. It's not Devlin Hodges. It's <laughs> Devin from Denver, but I'm currently in San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> All right. And stuff. So my uh, thing is, after a loss, usually I'm pretty down and dumps, but after that specific loss, as well as the defense played, I'm, I'm actually excited about the defense. My only problem now is with the, with the overtime rule or the overtime situation, initially I did not like it, but with Tomlin being on the field, and knowing for a fact that the best unit on the field out of the four units, offense, defense, was the Pittsburgh defense, and after being proven right by getting a three and out, I don't understand how you can make believe stuff. And, well, not you guys, but how other people like Lowbrow are make believing, you know, scenarios where we should have taken the ball first. It doesn't make any sense when it's proven on the field that we took the ball or we kicked off, we got a three and out. If any of those three plays are a turnover, we're kicking a field goal for the win because. Just like in college, when they defer, it's better to know you're going to get a three and out, which Tomlin knew in his heart of hearts. It's what happened on the field. So I 100% back, you know, after initially doubting, uh, I 100% back him kicking off and we being on defense first. It's just unfortunate that Juju fumbled. You know, Devin, we we doubted too. We were going, oh, why would he do that? But then when we heard the explanation post-game, I went, okay, 
Uh, it makes I get perfect it. sense. Yeah, Look, I, I nobody's in a better position to make a gut check call than Mike Tomlin at that time in that place. He knows his guys. He knows how the game unfolded. He knows his yeah. strategy. He knows all the essential elements. He's got to make a call. And still coaching at that level still comes down to that gut instinct and says, right. "What I, you know, what what should I do?" It was like uh, two, 2015 when Lev Bell ran the Wildcat. Time's running out. You got one play. He didn't even hesitate. He sent out the Wildcat. I was standing within eight yards of him on the sidelines, and he it was decisive, and he, he knew what he wanted. He went for it, and he did the same thing last week. And when you hear his explanation again, I go to the fact you can write any scenario you want afterwards, but the fact of the matter is it is what it is, and he made the right call, and he, and he came away with it. You know, as far as coming, yeah, with the right call. You know, that's the profound insight you get from Wolf. It is what it is. <laughs> you guys have a sweat day. All right, Devin. Hey, Devin, I think he's mocking me. What do you think? I, I, no, 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 no. I, he's I, mocking I, me. That, that was great insight, Wolf. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> to quote Bill Cower, he used to use that phrase more than anybody else. Oh, my All goodness. Right. Uh, <laughs> talking to me? You're talking, talking to me. To you. I'll, I'll, who else would I be talking to? You'd be talking right. to Kellen. All right. Yeah. Uh, all no, right. Kellen. All right. Absolutely. Okay, take us to break. Okay. Uh, everybody, we're going to break right here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Adrian! You know, Wolf morphs into two people, either Sly Stallone or Jesse Ventura. We'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Are you comfortable with the quarterbacks you have in the building going into Sunday's game, or could there be outside guys? I'm comfortable. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Remember this tune, Chalooch? We sang it a rookie year <laughs> for the rookie song, yeah. But we sang it better than this guy. Yeah, I know. That yeah, really wasn't yeah, a great That's not a that great version. A great that's, that's not the uh, rawhide version. Uh, the, the, no, you got to have the whip uh, cracking the TV, in the, the background The TV show stuff. with uh, Clint Eastwood. That was uh, a Rowdy Gaines tune. Yeah, Rowdy Yates. Yates. Gaines, yeah. Yates. Okay, no, sorry. He was Rowdy Yates. Rowdy Yates, him too. He was. He so was, the fact that what? Yeah. He he was the ramrod of uh, okay. of the uh, uh, group that uh, was pushing the doggies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The doggies. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay, you're starting to get your uh, verbiage. Cowboy, put cowboy yeah. on. <laughs> you got it together. Indeed, and we go in the last lap here in the locker room. It's Dunch and Wolf, and we are, um, you know, we, we are at that point in time in the season. It's a road trip coming up. It's a long road trip. Uh, it's going out to L.A. Uh, we're at one and four, and uh, we're down to our third string quarterback. We just lost our backup running back, so the the Wildcat is, is dead. Dead. So, um, at this point, it's time to circle the wagons, Chalooch. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's uh, it, it is. Uh, but you can't circle them in panic. True. You, you, you you've just got to grow. Uh, you got to make sure in, all your opponents are on the outside. Yeah. Of the you got to pull in. You got to pull in tighter. That yes. that's what what circle the wagons means. You got to pull in tighter. Uh, don't l- allow. Uh, the noise of the media to affect you, as Chuck Knoll used to say, 
Don't read the papers. Uh, exactly. Don't listen to the talk shows. Um, you're going to hear a lot of uh, uh, fire this, fire that, fire this. You know, and uh, you, you you're not going to do it. Uh, you gotta you've got to let it play out. Uh, you've got to let it play out, and it, and as it plays out, uh, you're going to see how how it how it flows. Uh, that's that that that's the key. Uh, can you turn this around? Absolutely. Can you salvage the season? Absolutely. Now, will you uh, salvage the season? That's another story. You know, uh, there's it's interesting because you take a look at this, and uh, you know, there's something very special. And I these these are moments I remember from our careers. You know, when you have that opportunity, yeah, um, you come with a group of like-minded men. You you you. Forge together into a group as you go out there you travel it's a long trip you got a lot of time together right you uh are are sealed off from uh from the normal people of the world and you focus and you have this opportunity to really put all your energies right your best foot forward because you're totally isolated with just football people there's no worrying about family there's no worried about you know, tickets and, you know, doing this, that, the kids or anything like that. You are just focused 100% on football and moving forward with a group of guys just like that. You know, the only thing that's bad about road trips is the crowd noise. Right. Uh, the the fact that you – when you're on a road trip, and, and you, you put it uh, so eloquently, uh, when you are on a road trip, when you're home – you're still a dad. You're still a husband. Right. You're still a family friend, and people come, and you, and and it, and it kind of, re- it, it's not like it reduces your focus to the point that you can't play, but you're irritated because you don't want to hang out uh, because you're focused on the game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? What What's great about having family and friends in is after the game. You win the game, you go out to dinner, you have a great time. Uh, but on the road, you're uh, only a football player. You can focus completely on on the guys. You can focus completely on your uh, assignments. And then, you know, uh, you hang out. But this away game is going to be like a home game. Because last time we went to Jack Murphy Stadium, which is three times as big as this one, the Steeler fans took over. It was still huge out there. Yeah, that's right. And so this stadium is 33,000? Yeah, it's a soccer stadium. I'm going to play some soccer in pregame. <laughs> you play some soccer? I want to play some soccer. Who plays there? Is it the LA Galaxy? I, I don't I don't know. Okay. Uh, it, probably. Yeah, I, I still, I, I have to say I'm a bit frosted still over the whole San Diego thing. Because San Diego yeah. was such a prominent uh, did they did AFL they, franchise? Did, did they did they tear down Jack the the Murph? I don't know if the yeah. Murph is standing or not, yeah. uh, but I certainly I I miss it because again I go back to you know you you have those things in your life when you're young yeah you know you're living in Chicago I'm living in Buffalo Western New York you got winters they're harsh they were hard they were you know uh, and you're watching the Buff Bills out there on the West Coast against the San Diego Superchargers. Right. You know, and, and, and I remember that song oh, stinks. Yeah, I know. San it does Diego drive me. Superchargers. Yeah. Well, the thing I do remember. Do you was, think they st- no, they can't play it anymore. Or do they play it? LA Superchargers. 
It sounds even worse. Yeah, that sounds worse. But the thing that I remember as a kid was watching scenes of the they you know the TV shots of the uh, Pacific Ocean, you know, of of sand and beaches and John Hadle. Yeah, palm trees. John Hadle. Yeah. Yes. Throwing, um, throwing the Lance. How about Doug with... Wilkerson, the old San Diego yeah. guard, Ed yeah. White. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they were the guards there. Um, I I just you know I, as a kid I remember Dan Mack. Yeah, center. center. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Good get. Yeah. The thing that uh, uh, Bambi, who's Bambi? Um, Lance, Lance, Lance Allworth. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then the transition when we started playing, uh, all of a sudden uh, there was Kellen Winslow Jr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the tight end. There was J.J. Jefferson. Uh, there was Wes Chandler. And um, who was the third receiver? Uh, Wes Chandler, John Jefferson. Chuck Foreman was there. Yeah, Chuck Foreman was the backfield. Yeah, and uh, yeah, West Chandler, John Jefferson, and uh, hmm. oh gosh, can't I, think I, of I'm, it. I'm, I'm having a, a senior moment. Well, you have those. But what I remember so specifically though was as a young kid, just thinking I'd really like to go to San Diego, right? You know, because you got those winners in Buffalo. Yeah, just made it. Well, they're brutal. You just ah. Yeah. You know, they, the only thing that kept you going was getting some nuclear wings because that would heat you up, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that'll put sweat on you in a, in a blizzard. Right. Do you ever have nuclear wings? No, I don't. I, I, I'm not spicy like you. I can't, I yeah. can't eat spice anymore. You told me years ago, you go, that's going to catch up to you someday. Yeah. Well, it's caught up to me. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, back in the, back in the day, my heyday, man, those nuclear wings, man, that, those were good. They, yeah. they were combustible. Yeah. So, anyhow. Uh, I I just for myself uh, this is a great opportunity for the Steelers to be able to uh, get things turned around and you do so because traveling en masse circling the wagons it's a yeah. way of being together now and it's 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 very opportunistic and yet it's also daunting because if you don't win this one mm, it's it's well uh, it's you know it, uh, it's. Uh... It is. It is uh, tough, uh, but you know when it you, the you you gotta play in in short terms. You can't look at the uh, uh, at the big picture right now. You have to uh, uh, you have to look at kind of the you know uh, the the whole thing the short one play at a time. And you know that's that's what you got to do. <laughs> Thank you for the insightful moment there. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, that's that that's was good. funny. Okay, point being, as we uh, wrap this up, I look at uh, this trip here, and I and I and I simply say, you know what, we're gonna have to find that running game. You got to find a running game, Chalooch. Charlie Joyner. Char- oh. Would you stop with that? I I I I I, I, I it was driving were, me crazy. I know, I know, but I mean, it's kind of like at some point Charlie, we're trying to do a show, and you're all you're doing is walking down memory lane. Well, Charlie Joyner, Wes Chandler, John Jefferson, Kellen Winslow, and that and Dan Fouts. Do you we, remember the safety? The safety, the uh, Bruce Laird. Yeah, Bruce Laird. Yeah. No, no I don't remember Bruce Laird. Okay. Yeah, he was he was uh, with safeties. Uh, yeah, he intercepted the ball, and that's uh, 
That's uh, when uh, when I I got into a scuffle with him. I tackled him on right. the interception. Was that the '82 playoff game? Yeah. Remember uh, when Louis Kelcher grabbed me by yeah. the back of my shoulder right. pads and lifted you me up? up? Yeah. He lifted me up off my feet. I yeah. Couldn't Louis was massive. Yeah. Uh, he was massive. Oh, he was yeah, absolutely. Louis Kelcher was uh, massive. All right. Now, are you back? You you done walking the uh, you know memory, memory lane, lane stuff? Yeah. 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 So that, can we go back to what my presupposition was? Do you want to go to the phones? Well, we uh, Wait, we, we got time. Yeah. All right, we got Let's time. Let's go to Chuck in Florida. Chuck, welcome to the Chuck, locker help room. Chuck, help us. Help us, please. Hey, guys. Uh, was it Charlie Joyner? Was the other guy you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. Season? Charlie Joyner, Wes Chandler, and John Jefferson. Right. Yeah, Dunch is he's sitting there. The What's that? <laughs> no, okay. yeah, I'm listening. I would, I would say something, but oh no, go right go ahead. ahead. The, um, also, the last thing I can remember clearly in 88, the last game of the season, was uh, against the Dolphins because, uh, you know, I lived down here in Miami, and uh, it was a great day to go back to school that morning and knowing that you guys beat the crap out of the Dolphins pretty good. I think you ran for, like, something like 300 yards rushing. I guess. Right. It was a very uh, cold day. And, and, yes. And, and the Oilers game, I won a lot of money through my counselor because um, that was like, I think a Monday nighter you guys beat them. And uh, I took you guys as the upcut special that, uh, that year. So that was the game. That was like week, maybe 15 or weeks. It was late in the season though. Right. Like maybe the third or third, fourth game. Of the that was but, when uh, Webby was on crutches till the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that game. I remember Louis caught some uh, oh, passes from oh, oh. that game. And well, if you're talking about the eighty uh, eight, the eighty nine game, the playoff game, uh, that was uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. I remember that too. That was uh, you know those two years. That that, that three year span where I thought uh, you know things were going to start to come together. Uh, and, you know, ninety nine. I think ninety guys went nine and seven, something like that. But eighty nine was a special year. But right. Anyway, let's go to this year. Uh, looking at this game going out west, uh, and uh, I think uh, is Nick's going to be back this week in, in uh, McDonald because if so, I would like to see them put Hodges underneath center and let's go like you know 21, 22 personnel, line up the two tight ends so no one come off the edge, run some deep play action, and uh, I feel that Hodges is a little less reluctant to cut loose on some of the uh, plays. I know people complained about uh, Rudolph last couple of weeks that, you know, they've been thinking some confidence, but there have been guys open. Now, he did, you know, hit some deep shots, yes, but I did see some windows where uh, Juju was coming open and he wasn't too sure to, you know, pull the trigger. And yeah, like yeah. later in the game before he got knocked out, he was getting in the rhythm. So this might be the medicine we need if these guys are coming back and we can – play some smash mouth and run some play action with uh, the tight end, the fullback, and, you know. Absolutely. Well, here's the one thing I'm afraid of, and I'm all for Uh, a fullback. I'm all for getting a running tag going. You've got a very limited window probably with Duck. All right, so it's all about the fact that you might uh, you don't want to disrupt what he does best, and what he does best is shotgun. Right. And unfortunately, I would like to see again more of the under center play action, hand in the dirt, fullback, right, that sort of thing. But we are where where we are. Did he? And I did think, he, Ro- Rosie's still not going to play, right? I don't know. Uh, did, I didn't. Did he say? I don't remember him yeah, saying say that him. he was yeah. going there. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, that's where we are. 
You know, I'm where we are. And if it if it takes uh, Duck being, uh, you know, doing the air raid offense or some vor- former version of it, uh, you got to go with it. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting. And, and uh, the interesting thing is whether um, Mason Rudolph practices today. Yeah. Um, it, I wouldn't it, expect it. Well, yeah. We'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's run my going. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, did he run? Did he lift? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. All, All right. right. You take us away, Chalooch. All right. Uh, thanks, uh, Kayla. Uh, we pr- appreciate you. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. I think pull it together, man. Yeah, right, 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 right. We're nose down. Come yeah, on. Yeah. No, I need to slap you awake here. And uh, we are on our way out. He's Wolf Foot Toots. <laughs> what a mess. God bless you. <laughs>